Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. The first of this three part series, Confessions of a Crime Boss, airs on Virgin Media television later on tonight and includes, of course, an interview with um, convicted drug dealer John Gilligan. Is it appropriate, though, that John Gilligan is given this platform? I want to talk to people about this today because there's been a lot of criticism, namely from um, Veronica Gearan's own brother, Jimmy. I mean, he's been talking about it. He's not happy about the fact that the documentary is going to air. Breen is with us on the line. Breen, you've had dealings with John Gilligan as a guard. Do you think that he should be given this platform on national television? Hi, Andrea. Um Look, my dealings with John Gilligan was was a very very small part of a huge investigation into his um, uh, criminal activity. I, I was a member of the Guard of Water Unit, and, and we were involved in some of the searches of his property and uh, involved in recovering the um, the motorbike from the uh, river. My my part was very very small. I, I've never met the man, but everyone in this country knows. The type of monster that he is, it's it's no secret of his involvement in um, Veronica Guerin's murder. It's no secret of his convictions for drug dealing and for money laundering. I just think it is incredibly insensitive to the family uh, that they would go ahead with this um, interview of him. You, you have to wonder what has he got to gain from it. By doing the interview, is he doing it just um, to be and trying to get some sort of uh, his perspective across to the public? The public know what he's like. I I wonder is he doing it just to prolong the agony of the family and friends of Veronica Guerin? Uh, he's an evil man, and I would say more than likely it's the latter that he, he he is just doing it to um, hurt um, Jim Guerin and his family. Um, the other thing I, I, I was wondering was, you know, the media, it, it, there was a, a direct attack on the media when Veronica Guerin was killed. And now the media are giving him a soapbox and a megaphone to have a say. If John... Gilligan wanted to have a say. He could have had it in court during his trial and chose not to. Mm-hmm. He could have given his side. You know, and it, it's... Well, technically, it's, I mean, his side of the, you know, like he's, you know, his side of the story, I suppose, with, in respect to anything that's happened has been told. Do you know what I mean? In, in that he's appeared before the courts and the courts have adjudicated. Yes, but I mean, he wants, he wants to say, have his say now. He didn't have his say when he went to court. He, he, he took his right to silence. And uh, he could have said his side of it then, you know. Um, but instead, he's been given this soapbox. And, and I don't understand why uh, the, the, the producers of this documentary, uh, who, who are um, giving, giving him this, this, um, this soapbox and, and, and a megaphone to, to, to have his, his say. Um, initially, when your researcher was talking to me earlier, I wasn't sure whether I would wait and see the interview and, mm. and have a uh, look at it before I made a decision. But then that's, that's a fait accompli. Um, uh, you know, uh, um, he will all have already had a say. And, and it's just, I, I just think it is terrible. This is an evil, evil man. He's a monster. Um, 
you know, the, the public are aware of, of his um, involvement in... Okay. So you think Veronica it's... You, you, you understand why um, Jimmy Guerin's upset about this? Oh, I, I do, yeah. But what, what I can't understand is why the media now, who, who had been attacked directly, are now giving them this opportunity well, to, to have a say. I just yeah. can't understand that. You well, know? I suppose that there, there is a duty as well um, to tell stories. And stories that sometimes people don't want to hear. Old palatable stories. Well, like, is that... I mean, what, what, what is he going to say? Is he going to stand up there now and, and um, say, well, look, I was involved in this, I was involved in that. Is he going to, to admit to crimes that he, he uh, has committed... Uh, no, he's not. He, he's going to try and make himself look good. It, it's no, I heard the producer of the documentary on earlier um, this morning, you know, and, and he was talking about the fact that like anything, any anything that's said is um, refuted. Do you know what I mean? That it's, it's not just here's free reign, say what you like. David Harvey was on yeah, earlier. I know, but I just think I, I just think at this stage he, he could have said what he wanted to say during his trial. He always adopts the approach of, of um, refusing to testify. And, he, you know, he, he, he wants to have it both ways. Okay. He, he, he doesn't want to go up before a court and um, say what he wants because he knows that he may end up um, uh, it being used as evidence okay. against him. He can go ahead and, and say it on the television, um, and and it just prolongs the, this terrible, terrible injustice that has been done to the Guerin family okay. and um, their, their friends. You know, eighteen hundred four five three one zero six is the number. Do you think it's appropriate to air the documentary, and and will you be watching it as well? John Cuff is with us. John um, is a criminologist and and former prison officer and an author as well. John, do you think it's insensitive to air the doc? Oh yeah, Andrea. Um, look, what I can see, I can see all sides in this, and um, I'm not speaking as a criminologist in, in, in this, uh, even though I have an expertise. Um, I have no problem with that. I can understand for the victims, the families. I've seen it firsthand. Spent 30 years in prisons. I've seen um, part of his gang were up in Arbor Hill with us. The specialists they went and gave evidence against him. So it's firsthand to me. This is a man that spent 16 or 17 years in jail for what he did and possibly could have got longer, should have got longer, that type of stuff. So there's really no story there. It's, it's his name, it's that type of stuff. Um, and I can understand it. I won't watch it. I've absolutely no interest in it. But if I do want to watch it, I'm going to watch it under my own steam. No, I'm not going to watch it. But I, I don't think that we should be telling people what to watch or what not to watch. Um, we had our Section 31 back in the day and all that. And I know it's a kind of a, a, a bit of a leap there. But... Um, it's for the media's chosen to put this out, and it, be it on them. They have made that decision. I'm sure they've every angle covered on it from any comeback allegations made, stuff like that. So the, the hit is going to be on them on, on, on that particular type of thing. And I think that, you know, people's intelligence is, is very strong in this country. That's here everything. I mean, we have problems about policemen, we have problems about prisons. We can't just take one part of it in isolation and then look and say, we'll discuss that. We, we need to see the whole gamble. I, I can guarantee you what's going to be said tonight. It's a bit of regret. I did it wrong. I'm sorry that people got offended. That type of stuff. You know, uh, uh, my background, where I came from, uh, and that. So it has. So if anyone wants to watch it, watch it. I think that if there was less had been said about it, it would have passed over 
people say, but I am fully aware of what families have gone through. And that keeps coming mm. back. And that's something the criminal justice system is not particularly good at, at handling because it's limited. They give X amount of years for something. He was found guilty in a court. They couldn't nail him for the one that possibly that they would have liked to nail him for, that type of stuff. So this is the fallout of it. And it opens up the wounds for the family. So a part of me feels, you know, a bit of a heel kind of saying, but I'm a greater believer in, look, people are strong-minded. They know themselves when they're mm. watching something. Well, together, yeah, and people, will, people will, won't will be watching it with sort of uh, rose-tinted glasses. I mean, like, you know, I, I sort well, of, I agree with you on that, John. People, people, I, I think there's a curiosity in people that... There's a curiosity. If yeah. You, if you walk out into Dublin, you get the hurl that it's the front of it is just crime, crime. You know, it's not the true reflection of life either. People say, it, look, there's no misery. 16, 17 years in jail. There's no story in this. Boredom is anyway. It's reputation. It's one fella telling another lie about tough or what they did and what they did. There is really... If, nobody's going to wake up tomorrow morning and say, oh, watch that. And that's, that's a career path for me. God, I can't wait to get stuck in it and say, oh, what a sad life. You know, nothing. He's, he, nobody. He's, actually, I think it's gone reverse on him. I think they're actually doing damage in the sense that they say, oh, that was a nasty bit. Forgotten about him. God, you know. Um, there's no glorification in from. Let's put it that way. And, you know, if the television station decided that this... It's what we want to do and say, I have no problem with that. <laughs> Don't keep me awake at night. Okay. And, and, and again, I just want to re- re-emphasize my sympathy is entirely with the families. You know, they're the victims. They're the real victims in this. But, you know, we don't want to go back to Section 30. We don't want to get back to telling people, I don't want anyone telling me what I watch. I can turn it so off. Will, so will you watch it? Sorry, John. No, I won't because I have no interest. And you I won't. I keep myself up to rest and all that. No, I've seen DC the hundred times. I've kind of lived yeah. through it. And all well, that. I was going so, to say you've worked no in a prison, so yeah, you... Yeah, but there's no problem. If I was when it was on, you know, I'd watch up to a point, then I could say to whoever's watching me, I'd ask rubbish, and they can guess what's coming next. You know, yeah. but I come from that kind of a world. So, so it's like, it's like if something that I'm fascinated with, I've never heard before yeah. or whatever. Well, you've an insight that until, not many, you know what I mean, not not the normal Joe has the, the insight, I suppose, that, that you have, John, into that. And I mean, I know I put a, a poll up about it earlier on Instagram, um, just to kind of gauge opinion as to where people were at. And like, you know, it was, it was funny, like 62% said absolutely not as to whether John Gilligan should be given this platform on television but there was 29% of people who said I'm still curious and I'll still watch yeah. it anyway See, so you might have people who'd watch the first you know episode but they, they mightn't watch second and third I think the influence plays a part in well. If you get a number of, say, politicians and they hold the finger up to see which way the wind is blowing, and they say, yeah, it's very easy to ban something. And there is stuff that you shouldn't have on television and all of that. And if it's glorification and all that, then Virgin will take the hit themselves for it. They will get the backlash from the media and all that. But I think that people can watch something with their own open mind and say, ah, you know something, mm. I'm at the waste of an hour and never get back again. I wouldn't glorify the whole thing. To be honest with you, I think it's got uh, massive... Uh, publicity uh, this particular debate and had that not been there they would have not got that and I just keep coming back to the one thing again it's the poor victim that I feel for here because it it has reopened it again for them and you know what can we do for them really not a lot yeah, the text in from a listener wondering how much has John Gilligan been paid for the documentary? Well, I heard David Harvey, the producer of Confessions of a Crime Boss, was asked about that earlier and he said nothing. Absolutely not not a thing. Uh, another listener, I will 100% watch it. People are fascinated in the criminal mind and I think it's insensitive to the families of those affected, but we can't help ourselves watching it. This listener, he's entitled to his platform in a democ- uh, democracy. We don't or shouldn't limit freedom of expression or a platform to anyone, even the likes of John Gilligan, because some people might be offended. So I do think it's appropriate. We've another John on the line as well. John, do you do you think it's inappropriate to wear this tonight? 
Yeah, very much so. Um, I was talking to one of your researchers earlier this morning. I was actually there that day when it happened. Um, we were stopped in traffic, and I was, it was at, at the time it was, there was a traffic light on that junction where uh, or was, was, was shot. This is where Veronica Gearn was killed. Veronica Gearn, sorry, yeah, Veronica Gearn was shot, and basically, um, we were there, and we were wondering, like, I was kind of going, I was on my way to Dublin, and I wondered what the story was. Next thing, lights, tires, everywhere else. And I remember a young guard coming down to ask me, had I seen anything? And I had remembered a motorcycle going by, but like, motorcycles sneak up between traffic anyway on the day. And next thing, uh, I think he was uh, an inspector, called him down and he said, they're not going to see anything. Basically, like, come on, come on. Um, he's not going to see much from back down there. And I was I was kind of going, I asked, um, I remember asking the guard, I said, what was that? He said, I didn't even hear the shots go off. And he just said, oh, there's been a, an issue at the top. And I found out afterwards that Veronica Gearn had been shot so you were in the queue, country. sorry John, you were in the queue of traffic I was in the queue day. of traffic, st- stopped at that junction that day when Veronica Kieran was shot, yes. And I do not think in any, in, in, in any world that um, Gilligan should get any um, airtime whatsoever. I, I even, he shouldn't, even when he was in court and he was getting his... Um, they were watching coming out in court on TV. I said I was saying that was wrong. My wife is a Garda, and I was going, "This is wrong," and she she agreed with me. And I I, I you know I heard that oh this this side of the story, and someone texted in about getting their platform. What side of the story? He was a criminal. What is, is he going to justify his criminality? That makes no sense. And then I heard that the producers this morning going on about oh it was, it was a, they were in controlled um, um, interviews. I worked in I worked in con- uh, construction for. 40 years, I've seen what are called con- con- controlled explosions on di- different vehicles or different um, businesses being brought down. Yes, they're controlled, but there's always debris going to come somewhere. There's always something going to get out that shouldn't get out, and it happens. This is the same thing to me. Under no circumstances should this m- a man, he's not, he's not even a man, um, as far as I'm concerned, get any but it's, airtime y- at all. You don't think, it's not, it's not glorifying John Gilligan, though. It's, you know, no, like, it's not glorifying. No, 100% is not going to glory, but we, none of us, we had none of us seen it. And none, he, he's getting a platform to put out. He'll be asked questions. Maybe he'll be, as you said, they'll be refused when he does it, but the answers will be refused. But it's given his chance to put across his side of the story. Veronica Gearan, all she did, if I remember correctly, she was an investigative reporter. She investigated him. She was the one getting, basically, getting delving into his criminal. He didn't like that. He, Killed, had her killed. She can't put her side of the story across. Yeah, when he was acquitted she, of, she yeah, but, yeah he, I know what she was. Yeah, I know of the gang. But like, you think even despite all of that, you still think it shouldn't. No, no. You, and and because it's inappropriate or insensitive to the Gearn family. Every uh, uh, inappropriate and sensitive. It's it's just wrong. Like I'm about look, Andrew. I remember I'm sitting in the car. I was only in my twenties at the time, and I, I, this was happening. And there, yeah. I didn't know what was going on. And then I'm sitting there, I'm from the countryside, I'm going up to Dublin for the weekend, I'm there, and it, I'm sitting there, and I'm after being told by this guard, I'm kind of going, seriously, this is something we, uh, I mean, we, we, we'd see on our, um, on TV. Mm. I mean, I, I, at that stage, I, I, I remember that time I was only home, I worked in Moscow for a couple of years at that stage, and a massive city, it would make, you know what I mean, it's, it's bigger than Ireland, and, so, and not once did I see that, anything like that over there. And I was there for, for three years on the street, morning, noon, and night, and this is in, this is even coming into Dublin, and it's something like I, I remember going home that weekend, and the parents I told my dad whatever else, he says you wouldn't see it in a mo- 
going out, shooting sh- shooting around the gear in her car where she's sitting, sitting in the traffic and driving off. It's like, Newlands Cross. I mean, it's no, under no circumstances, as far as I'm concerned. And maybe it's just the fact that it was there and it was so shocked when the guard told me exactly what was basically after happening. No, no way. There's no, there's nothing on, in, on this planet can justify him being interviewed and, and getting his, basically it's him getting his side of the story out controlled or not when Veronica Gearn who ended up leaving um, a young child and a husband That's behind right, us because yeah. of this uh, she can't get her story across but no under no circumstances there's a, there's a program on before that about the guard um, I think it's on tonight before this thing I'll watch that tonight but definitely will not be watching John Gilligan stuff no way no way it's like you may as well get Hitler back and ask him why he did what he did that's the way I look at it so you 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 won't watch it, and and John Cuff, you won't be watching it either, but for for different reasons, um, as you said. And yeah. yeah, go on ahead, John. Uh, yeah, well, I'm not in a position to watch it. Look, I have no problem watching it. It, it, it would um, broaden it differing. Is that going to influence me though? This is the thing. I think people again are strong enough to, to read between. I actually think it'll do damage to Gilligan. And, well, I and have I to wonder why he took part in it at all. I mean, like, I would what wonder what is, was there to gain, you know, for well, him are, in taking part in this. Not, you will find it in the criminal world, it's a me, 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 me. So, you know, the more that you pander to it, talk to it, you have an interesting story to tell. Because it is, we wouldn't be having this discussion if crime wasn't interesting at some level, at some angle. Yeah. So people are interested. Like, crimes are good news not to sell so crime does sell and I sympathise with that lad having witnessed that absolutely like, I'm, just, I'm, I'm sure what, John that yeah. has stayed with you I'm sure John all you know since since, since 96 basically I'm sure it stayed with you you never thought you know when you I know you didn't see it as such that day when you were in the line of traffic but you know there's always been so much discussion around it and uh, like I'm sure it has stayed with you oh it's completely Andrew. I mean like anytime it would come up um, or his name as you mentioned every kind of going I was there that day. Like, and people, yeah. it, 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 I, I don't mean to laugh, but people probably were getting beat off me. Oh, yeah, John, we know you were there. You mean, because every time it came up, it resonated with me. Um, you mean, it's just there, like, it, it's, okay, it's not every day. Now, I, I, if I feel this way, I'm just wondering how the person in the car directly behind Bernie Gear, how they feel, how, how what, what they, you know, because they would have seen it happen. Absolutely. And I, and I, you know, so, and I was 11 cars back to roughly. Christy, do you know what? I'll just take a short break. Is it appropriate that this um, Confessions of a Crime Boss featuring John Gilligan, is it appropriate that it airs on national television tonight? Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. 1800 453 Christy is on the line. Christy, will you be watching this documentary about John Gilligan tonight? <laughs> certainly won't, uh, Andrea. And the reason I won't be watching is because, <clears throat> like your previous callers, who may, someone who have dealt with uh, the criminal fraternity over the many decades, John Gilligan was just uh, what he was, was one of the biggest importers of drugs into this country, caused devastation right across different communities, was the self-confessed chief suspect behind the murder of Veronica Gear, and how that will affect you know, this airing of this for John Gilligan, three hours of it, you know, in three different episodes, without the balance of uh, interviewing people who were most affected by John Gilligan's actions was wrong. And I think the producers exercised particularly bad judgment in relation to that, given, you know, given the opportunity, given John Gilligan the opportunity to speak, but not the victims 
uh, well, of his I crime. did hear that they did, they, they did all right ask um, Veronica's brother, Jimmy, if he wanted to take part in the documentary. Yeah. I heard him saying that it's this morning. Yeah, but it's still a very sensitive thing for families. So, you mean, imagine, you know, how we'd be affected by oh, sure, somebody. I know, I know, I know. You know, right across the board. I mean, this guy, when he was asked about Veronica Mirren's murder uh, in this, uh, as part of the extracts that were taken out and shown in the media, I, I mean, the, her death didn't matter to him. And he said if he, if a guard was to tell him to stop, was trying to tell him to stop, that he couldn't get away, he'd shoot him. He'd have no concept. He has no concept. He's a talking narcissist. And, and maybe, you know, he has no empathy whatsoever. And this program is a sort of self aggrandizement you know, for him, that, that, that he can, he goes on there and he smirks. He was in court only this morning, receiving a suspended sentence for, right. for cannabis and the possession of firearms and, and, and trying to get more drugs into Ireland that affected people. I mean, I mean, I don't understand why they would allow, after his convictions day, allow him even on the air. I really don't understand it. And, and, and a lot of people out there, and I agree with the previous speakers, I mean, this is a platform, giving air to platform. I know people are, are curious, and there will be people who are curious to watch this programme and see what it's like, and they'll make up their minds after the first Hour of a, uh, I'd say most people have their mind made up, Christy. I think there'll be very few now that, that their opinion will be swayed as a result of watching this tonight. Yeah, well, I mean, you have to understand because of the untold misery and devastation he caused right across his, him and his gang, like other gangs, the like Hutch Canoon gang, right across different communities right here in Ireland. And, and, and they're still... Uh, unfortunately, we're paying for that today. You know, uh, I, I, I do not worry. I mean, this guy is is a recidivist. He'll never change, even in seventy years of age. He's not going to okay. change his do lifestyle. You, Donald, do you agree? Will, do you think it's insensitive? Uh, a little bit, but um, I would, you know, I would come down in favour of the company, the production company that's put that on. Their rights shouldn't be interfered with. Um, I have the choice. Watch it or watch Coronation Street. I watch Coronation Street and I hate that program. But it, it's, it comes down to that. Like, the, 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 has this production company anything to do with your radio station there? Are you all the one family? Who, the production company behind it? No. Yeah? No. No. Okay, no. but you, it's coming out on your, your television end of things, isn't it? No, so but sure, we've, I, no, we've I, nothing agree. to do with Virgin Media. Have you not? Okay, <laughs> I agree with I agree with them having the right to put this on, and um, I agree with people having the right to watch something else. Is it insensitive? I suppose it is, yeah. but I think. Will you watch the, it, Donald? No, you won't. I and think and the, Christy, sorry, did you say will you watch it, Christy? No, I won't be watching it I, because I, one of the reasons I wouldn't watch it is because I'm always thinking that uh, about the victims. Uh, where uh, they're affected by drug dealing or murder or anything else for the criminal fraternity, and, and, you know, uh, you know, somebody like John Gilligan airing his views on television gets three mm. hours to air his. Well, views. I, I tell you, I'd be very <laughs> interested to see the number. You know, like how many people tune into this tonight. I know it's the first of a three-parter, but maybe people might because of all the discussion and controversy around it. Maybe people might watch it tonight. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next three weeks. Christy Donald, thanks a million for getting in touch with us. Lunchtime live at Newstalk.com as always. That's the email address if you want to get in touch. Now, I did mention we've teamed up with the Crow Park Hotel this week here on uh, Lunchtime Live. So we're giving away a two-night 
B&B stay with dinner as well on one evening at the hotel. It's all part of the Doyle collection because we want to celebrate the fact that we're finally getting a month of July. 23 degrees in Dublin right now. So if you fancy the two night break, all you've got to do is tell me who sings this song. Watch me You know the answer. Text the word hotel with your answer and your name. Send it in to me, 53106. It'll cost you 30 cents. You can uh, get all the details as well. Just visit doylecollection.com. And we'll announce the winner before the end of the programme. Speaking of the summer, though, Alan O'Reilly from Carlo Weather is with us on the line. Is it a belated summer, Alan, that we're finally getting? It certainly feels like it's looking out with the blue skies here in Carlo at the moment. and. I just checked Valencia in County Kerry is up to 26 degrees at 1pm. So it very much feels like summer weather. Um, the, the jet stream has finally gone north and we have a low pressure out to the west of Spain, which has brought some very heavy rain to many parts of the middle of Spain the last 24 hours. And it's steering up this much warmer air. So it's very like summer styles weather. So I hope that we would see, yes. It's great. Well, it's been, I'd say it's better. <laughs> the last two days have been better than we had for many of the, uh, I'd say, the days on average during July. How long will this last, though, Alan? Well, it's going to stay warm right through the week up till Saturday anyway. Um, temperatures could get up to 27 or even 28 degrees Brilliant. today. Uh, 26, 27 tomorrow and probably still 26, 27 on Wednesday, Thursday. Um, little bit variance locally depending on the cloud cover. There won't be wall-to-wall sunshine every day. Um, there is a risk of a few showers in the southwest tonight and tomorrow morning, mainly impacting Kerry and uh, really then very little rain for most of the country until there's another risk of some thundery showers in the east on Thursday. So in Dublin, you might want to keep an eye out for that on Thursday. Um, But then more sunny spells and very little showers for Friday, Saturday. A little bit of uncertainty around the weekend yet. It does look like it'll turn cooler um, from Sunday into early next week, but we may not see a lot of rainfall. So uh, Mm. maybe if we just went from June to September and forgot about July and August, we'd be fine in terms of weather. Yeah, I know. But can we expect, you know, even the milder, slightly warmer, less rain conditions for the rest of the month of September? Or is it wishful thinking? Well, that's wishful thinking. And unfortunately, it's beyond the the weather forecasting. But another thing, though, Andrew, is is very warm nights. It's not going to drop below maybe even 18 or 19 degrees in some parts. So... It'll be back to uh, kicking off the, the duvet and opening the windows. <laughs> um, the last few nights have been nice and fresh for anyone like myself that was camping at an electric picnic. It was lovely and fresh. And you were there. But, um, yeah, I was there. It was it was uh, people hiding under trees for the shade instead of the rain, Andrea. It was very unusual, but it was very nice. Yeah, very nice. War- warmly welcomed, Alan. I don't think there's many going to give out about it. Uh, nice to be able to enjoy um, the belated month of July, even if it is in September. Alan O'Reilly from Carlo Weather. Alan, thanks a million for joining us in the show, on the uh, on the show. Lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan, weekdays at midday on News Talk.